All right, everyone, today's September 7th, 2019, and this is a Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and this episode will primarily be a continuation of the um, review of the last box of Valhalla Calling, and we're going to talk about the archetypes now that we're a week into the new box. Um, we're going to look at some of the archetypes that have risen, and... I'll go over some of the notable R's and N's. Well, all the R's and N's of all the archetypes featured in the box. Um, look at the new meta, Duel Links Meta Weekly 88. Um, some interesting changes there in the Duel Links Meta community about what decks are being played thanks to these new cards. The Kaiba Cup is here. It's just started, so pretty much the same thing. And we're going to talk about Ranked Duels, a podcast question of the week. Ranked Duels, like what the revamp has done to the meta. And Doug Dimmenduel is back. He has a skill farming deck, a skillless skill farming deck focused on synchro monsters. So um, he'll talk about that later. As for my week in the duel world, I've played very little this week. I think um, I just, I definitely bought uh, Valhalla Calling. I bought it through once completely. Got every. Um, you are, I think. I think that's when I stopped, and I went pretty deep in, and I reset it. So I'm in the middle of the second buy through. So part of me uh, can play certain decks, part of me can't. So I think what is holding me back for certain decks, uh, Dark Lords. I didn't buy the previous box, and I definitely need three of the URs. That's a bit of an investment there. I can play the Nordic uh, archetype. I can play Flower Cardians, obviously, which we'll talk about later. And Fortune Ladies, I think I'm held back by Fortune Lady Calling and another... I think I have two Fortune Lady Callings, actually. I'm not really sure, but some of the SRs... Um, I think I need a third Fortune Lady uh, passed. And notably, from the Carly event, I, I actually farmed Carly quite a bit. But she only gave me two... Uh, Fortune Lady Lights, so that was one card that eluded me the whole time, so I'll have to wait for her to come back if I am to get three Fortune Lady Lights, but let's say every viable Fortune Lady deck runs three lights, then I'm screwed, right? So I'm going to need more of the Fortune Lady Pass tuner. Um, so this week I've played Flower Cardians. They're pretty free to play, but I don't really understand them. I think there's I was getting to the point where I was time-limiting myself. I was almost running out of time making all my plays. They can be pretty good, though, if you have experience playing with them. Instead, you definitely need the practice to play them the right way on the ladder. I've played two variants of Nordic, so I have enough cards to play the Nordic, Nordic deck completely, pretty much. Um, they're a synchro deck, and... I think what's awkward about Nordics is they don't really know what to do on their first turn, or they, they there's a clunkiness to them, and their synchro monsters are pretty. Uh, they require certain tuners, like three varieties of tuners each, and there's something wrong with the math that makes it a little messed up. But um, I think the the Nordic deck that focuses on Crystron Quadrant Gandrix is it was probably the best one I've played. There was a light and dark Nordic deck, King of Games, I copied. Um, that one I still need more practice with, but it's been a bit of a struggle with them. And 
you know, just to move on with the Kaiba Cup, I just played Six Sam's again. Um, that's the deck that hasn't... It's been nerfed twice, and it's still here, so the relative power of Six Sam's can't really be rivaled, even with these new cards, so still a viable deck. It's probably the deck I will lean on just to get some of these wins, and then when I get to do a level max, I can play whatever I want, probably the Nordic deck. So, you know, that's where I will be going forward. Um, probably just playing Six Sam's for now. Um, before I was experimenting with the Six Sam's, I was playing, um, I was, I'm playing the version of Hatsume in it, so I'm going to see how that works. Alright, so Duel Links Meta Weekly 88 happened on September 4th, so that was on a Wednesday, I believe, and the new box definitely shook the meta, and the most notable thing is Dark Lords only received one card in the new box, and that completely shut them up from complete irrelevance to Tier 1. And, you know, I was obviously wrong when I predicted that, oh, this one UR can't do anything, but it appears, you know, I have no practice playing the deck at all, so what do I know? And really, that tutor for that one, any Dark Lord monster is pretty useful because you it's it's kind of like playing vampires where you could just put one of each of these core monsters into the deck and then based on the situation you can draw which one you want and then play it. So it's kind of the same situation, but Dark Lords appeared the most in Meta Weekly 88 and they led the way in the top 32, nine decks in the top 32. Flower Guardians showed up quite a bit and they're pretty free to play so they're they're going to be an option moving forward. And notably, Fortune Ladies failed to crack the top 32. They showed up 4th most, but they did not crack the top 32. And as, as expected, there's a lot of different decks running around right now with this unstable meta. 1st place, Renato Viano with Vendreds. Vendreds are still around. They're not where they were in terms of being the top deck, but they're, they're still around for the time being. And the most notable thing about this deck, it's still a Master of Rights 2 deck. Pretty much the same deck. You've got your three, um, you've got two of each of the ritual monsters, three ritual spells each in the two fields, and then some assortment of the monsters and two Sonic Birds. That's pretty much the same, but a notable card in the side deck is Mirror of the Ice Barrier. And this is a quick play spell. Um, during this turn, each time a card is removed from play from your hand, your side of the field, or graveyard by the effect of an opponent's effect monster. If a card in your hand is removed from play, remove from play up to two random cards in your opponent's hand. If a card you control is removed from play, remove from play up to two cards your opponent controls. And if a card in your graveyard is removed from play, remove from play up to two cards in your opponent's graveyard. So this is a good counter against all these banished strategies that are going around right now. Fortune Ladies were primarily the target there. Because Dark Lords don't really banish, I don't think. So, um, yeah. I think they also counteract Spellbooks pretty well, too. So that Mirror of the Ice Barrier could actually work in any deck. Um, to counteract as a side card against any deck that focuses on banishing monsters as removal. Second place, Autumn Leaf, Mast, Tribute... Lava Golem, Neos. This is the deck that no one wants to see. Uh, Neos deck. So you got your Neos package. Two Elemental Hero Neos. One AD Changer. Three Neos Fusion. And then you've got this Lava Golem thing. Three Lava Golems. Two Gale Lizard. Three Sphere. 
one Mithra, one Bacon Saver, two Creature Seizures for the Mithra tokens, and two Econ. Um, yeah, this is a deck no one wants to see, but here it is, second place. Third place, Who Dares Win, Beat Down, Dark Lords. So, this is an example of the Dark Lord deck that is running around. Um, they've been remade with three Banishment of the Dark Lords. You add a Dark Lord card from your deck to your hand, except for this one. And you can only use one per turn, so typically you want to tutor one of those monsters out. And in terms of other spells and traps, three Dark Lord contacts, special summon a Dark Lord from your graveyard in defense mode, and three, the Sanctified Dark Lord trap card. Uh, select a Dark Lord from your hand or face up on the field, send them to the graveyard, negate the effects of one face up effect monster, gain life points equal to its attack. So it's like a gain life point thing. And deck kind of goes with so there's a few monsters there's only one of them you can normal summon it's uko back to level three but then there's excel excel you discard discard in a dark lord draw two then you target a spell which is dark lord contact and then you bring one of the monsters back so it's a very good opener and also dark lord nastin dark lord nastin you discard two special summon a 2600 attack monster so this is in this one, you could also activate Dark Lord Contact with it. So, And, um, you know, the other monsters that you would use Banishment of the Dark Lords, uh, Dark Lord Desire, pretty good card because it could clear the way for one-turn kill with a Send Target to Graveyard ability. Dark Lord Superbia, you could special summon a Fairy in the Graveyard, so that's 2,900 attack here plus another big monster. Dark Lord Morningstar. And Dark Lord... Hexcalapoca. So all these guys have really big attack. Beat down. They're they're in the thirty. They're close to four thousand attack. So very strong deck. And third place, unfazed ancient gears. This is following the regular the new development in ancient gears. They're a bit slower now. Uh, no double cyclones, but they've got three floodgates now. World legacy clash. Three gear towns. Yeah, they're pretty much. They've, they've made small changes, but they play a lot slower than they used to. That's basically the main thing about uh, Ancient Gears. So, as a result of the box change, Duelix Meta has changed their tier list. As I mentioned before, Dark Lords were not even considered high potential. They were just around. They probably were a high potential deck in the past. I think they were. And now they shot all the way to tier 1 thanks to one card. Um... I think, um, yeah, it's it's quite an investment. You have to buy the the last box that had them. Uh, their cards aren't too expensive. The monsters, the Dark Lords. Um, I think Ixshell is the biggest um, spend, being you need three of the SRs. Desires an SR, Superbia is an SR, but Lords of Shining. Um, you're basically just buying it for the Ixshell, so you could get three of those, and you'll probably get the other SRs anyways. Um, but Banishment of the Dark Lords is a main box UR, so buying through a box three times is is something. Desperados are still considered Tier 1. And Tier 2, Ancient Gears have fallen down back to Tier 2. I think they were Tier 2 for a bit. They are joined by Cyberdark, Spellbooks, and Triamids. Third, uh, Tier 3, Vendreds have fallen down, uh, where they joined Blue Eyes, Magna Warriors, Six Sams, and Subterrors. And high potential Fortune Ladies and Flower Guardians. I'm not sure how long Fortune Ladies can stick. 
Um, since they didn't really, they didn't even place at all in this tournament, but um, all the banished potential is still pretty good. Flower Cardians are a um, very annoying deck, but they do specialize in non-target removal. And Crystrons have been removed from the tier list. Let's talk about the podcast question of the week. I asked, has Ranked Duels revamp made you play more Ranked Duels? Um, you know, they did this change. Uh, I, I think I focused primarily on the gems. In that you're getting 90 more gems or whatever. But in the end, what's going on is you can't de-rank. I think that's a bigger... That's the bigger takeaway when you're talking to the competitive community, what they want to get out of a game. And if you're playing a game for competitive integrity or just just to test yourself, this may not have been the best change because, um, you know, obviously the change to not derank has made competition easier. Uh, they've, of course, they've increased the number of levels, and if you're a player who can't get on that win streak or you're just playing 50%, you're not going to move up into the next rank. But um, that was under the old system. But if in, in the new system, you could have a horrible win percentage and still move up because you can't de-rank. So it kind of delegitimizes what um, competition of ranked duels. So... 24% said yes, they've played more ranked duels because of the rewards. 9% said yes, because you can't de-rank. So that's kind of what I'm going for there. 30% said no, because I'm not motivated. And 36% said I'm playing the same amount. Um, I think um, the listeners of this podcast are more on the competitive side, if I had to guess, rather than being beginners. So... You know, if you're a beginner, you probably would play more ranked duels because you can't de-rank, but uh, you've got 66% of people not motivated or they're playing the same amount. I think I'm, right now I'm in a lull, but eventually I'll get back to playing the same amount. I think that's where I would fall. Um, I'm going to get the gems anyways just from playing the Kaiba Cup. Um, I don't think there's anything, I don't think this change really motivated me to play more, though. And Terrier says the change allowed players who do not belong in legend to make it there rendering it a potato farm. So in addition to that, I think there's a thing the a card game meta or a game meta in general, it can be a blessing and a curse. The the competitive side of you wants to play in a meta because you're smarter than your opponent if you know their plays, you know what cards they're playing, you know what skill they're playing. You make your reads. Um, there's definitely a challenge to that in playing the meta. But on the curse, if if the meta sucks, you're seeing the same two, three decks all the time. And that can be a bit boring. So I guess what this does, this change did, is it brings variety in decks that don't really belong there. I guess that's a fun thing, but at the same point, it can be frustrating when you don't see anything coming and you lose because you lose your rank game because you don't see it coming just because a deck doesn't belong in the meta. But um, yeah, that's what I expect to see here. I expect to see some different decks. Ruxin34, who is back in Duel Links after rediscovering the game, says, 
yes, because I was not playing at all before. So I guess he um, has to play more ranked duels. Now he, he missed a ton of characters. He didn't know Deck Tech left the show, so it's all a big surprise. Duel Links Lounge. I feel unmotivated because I'm not playing good opponents anymore. I feel like I'm stuck in King of Games forever now. So he's probably Duel Links Lounge probably hit King of Games already. So um, I mean I don't know if he did, but the the uh, the variety of decks is probably you know the loss of the meta is what's getting to him. Cipher seven oh three seven oh seven nine five says I too am motivated. The risk un- I too am unmotivated. I should probably say that. The risk of ranking down has gone, so I don't feel the pressure of ranked. Yeah, I think, I think um, sometimes you push yourself to hit certain levels. I definitely hit legend at least every every month. Last time I hit king of games, I think um, there's like a certain expectation for you to hit a certain level, so you don't rank all the way down again. Now. It seems like you could just do it tomorrow and, you know, hit King of Games or Legend pretty fast. So all these are all these are really big factors. But but the takeaway is ranked duels are more noob friendly now. Um, expect to see a bigger variety, a loss of the meta, if you will. But you'll still see a meta. But let's say towards the end of the month, you might just move on to King of Games in a day or something. So that is what the big takeaway is of. The Ranked Duels revamp. Lost in the discussion last week of the Ranked Duels revamp are the new cards for Ranked Duels, the Ranked Duels update. And this month there is a new UR and SR, no new R card. Um, This is an archetype that has been sprinkled throughout to no success at all, and that's the Vylons. The new UR ticket is Vylon Omega, level 10 Fairy Synchro. 3200 attack, 1900 defense. Requires two tuners and a non-tuner Vylon. When this card is synchro summoned, destroy all face of monsters that were normal summoned or set. Once per turn, you can target one Vylon monster in your graveyard. Equip it to this card during either player's turn when an effect activates. A monster effect activates. Send one equip card. Equip this card to the graveyard. Negate it. Negate the activation. Destroy that monster. This is a very good card. Um. Of course, it does require three materials on the board, so that would be two tuners and one non-tuner Vylon. It would be a lot easier. So those two things are generic, the two tuners, but the non-tuner Vylon is what kind of kills this card. Um, there is a card, Mara of the Nordic Alphar, that um, is actually a really fast synchro because it allows you to use the materials in your hand. So if you could use... Mara to do it, it could be pretty good. I think Mara could actually fit into this card because it's it allows the tuner and the violon to be in the hand, but that's very situational. You need those violons to make this card. But if you do get this card on the board, destroy all face up normal summoned monsters. That could be one monster your opponent has. We are in a meta where most cards are special summoned, so it's not the best ability, but it can clear out at least one monster. And then the the better ability, you get a material on this card, an equipment card, and then you pretty much destroy an opponent's monster. They play Snipe Hunter, you destroy it. So um, negate the activation, destroy that monster is a very good ability, but this is handicapped by requiring a Vylon monster. It's possible the Vylon monster just becomes a synchro package 
and you throw it out into this card and you run Mara to, to, to cheat it out or something. And then an SR option, Violon Sphere, level 1 machine tuner, 400-400. If this card is sent from the Moxer Zone to the graveyard, you can pay 500 life points to target one face of Moxer you control. Equip this card to the target. You can send this equip card to the graveyard, target one equip spell in your graveyard, equip that target to the monster this card was equipped to. So, this is a level 1 tuner specializing in in a deck that uses equip spells, of course. Um, you know, every deck, like every 5th game, 4th game you see, they're running that OP equip spell, um, what it's called, but the one that protects it and gives it 500 on a counter. But that card's everywhere, so this card can kind of fit if you're running that um, annoying equip spell. Um, but this is specifically a Violon. You use it to tune into a Synchro Summon, and then you bring it back. And then when it gets removed, you could put that equi- that annoying equip spell on that card or something. I don't know, but uh, not really not really the worst card. Um I could see it being a fit outside of violence if you're running a bunch of equip spells like that annoying one I was mentioning. A name has really escaped me that, that really... Power of the Guardians, that's the annoying equip spell. Alright, so now we're going to talk about the R's and N's from Valhalla Calling. And, um... Yeah, Valhalla Calling... They feature a ton of different archetypes. So we're going to talk about the Nordics, the Flower Guardians, the Agents, the UAs, the Watts, some other uh, decks. Of course, Valhalla Colin has made um, Dark Lords the main deck, despite having just one UR card added to it. And some of these archetypes weren't able to shine, despite their um, mass inclusion, if you will. So... Nordics have the most cards added to it. Seems like half, seems like half of the cards, or more than half of the cards, are Nordic cards. So it's gonna be a, a bit of a slog to go through, but let's go through all of it as painlessly as possible. The first R is Thor, Lord of the Azer. It's a level ten synchro beast tuner, a Nordic beast tuner. Two or more non tuners, thirty five hundred, twenty eight hundred. Once per turn, you can negate the effects of all face-up monsters your opponent currently controls until the end of the turn. During the end phase of this face-up card you controlled was destroyed by an opponent's card and sent to the graveyard. Banish one Nordic Beast Tuner from the graveyard. Special summon this card. If summoned this way, inflict 800 damage on your opponent. So, this is one of the harder ones to do because Odin, Father of the Azer, is easier. The Nordic Ascendant Tuners are better at getting him out. But Thor requires the Nordic Beast, and there's only one Nordic Beast tuner, and that is the horse, and the horse the horse can special summon itself to the field, but it requires the opponent to have a synchro summoned monster, so this is kind of hard to do, but um, the ability only kind of protects against monsters with proactive abilities, so let's say they have like a flip effect or something, that'll prevent that from happening, but it has a lot of stats. Still built in Resurrection, so all of these Lord of the Azer cards do have that ability. And, you know, when you're trying to get these guys out, the goal is just to hit your opponent really hard once and win the duel. So typically a card like Concentrating Current is something you would use to try to 
kill your opponent in one turn, and that's the goal of any of these cards. But typically you'll want Odin out. Odin has the most stats. But Thor, if you have that beast out and then you could just get those other tuners out, then it's a pretty good card. It also negates, um, I guess it negates Shen's ability. I guess if your opponent has a six samurai Shen, you could just play this card instead. Loki, Lord of the Azer, level 10, Spellcaster, requires Nordic Alphar tuner and two or more non-tuners, 3,300, once, once per turn, your opponent activates a spell or trap during your battle phase, negate the activation. If you do, destroy it. Um, if this card is destroyed by an opponent's card, banish the Nordic Alphar tuner, special summon this card, target a trap card in graveyard, add it to your hand. Similar to Thor, um... Harder to pull it off of the Nordic Alphar. I think, actually this one's a little easier, because the Nordic Alphar Mara can use the materials in the hand, so that's a little better. Um, the abilities like Shit N, except it only works during the battle phase, you can negate an opponent's spell or trap, so you can kind of swing for lethal if they have one back row card. Uh, the ability to special summon it and get a trap card is not the best, but I have seen... Um, Nordic decks run Treacherous Trap Hole as their only trap card, so you could kind of recycle Treacherous Trap Hole. It's pretty good. Let's get to the Nordic Beasts. Tangrisnir, which is the White Goat. Uh, level 3, Beast 1200-800. If this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, special summon 2 Nordic Beast tokens. Level 3, zero, zero. So this is a stall card. Destroyed by battle, get 2 tokens out. It's actually pretty good because the tokens are level 3 and that's 6 stars of material right there. So you can just plop a tuner down like a level 4 tuner and then you get your level 10. So, you know, a bunch of these cards are stall cards, these beasts, and this, you know, this does the trick. It is a little clunky sometimes and awkward when you have other monsters on the board in defense mode. This card gets destroyed and you get no tokens, so... It's only good on an empty board, I guess. Old Facts of the Nordic Beasts, which is the horse. Level 4 Light Beast Tuner, 1600-1000. If your opponent controls a Synchro Monster and you control no monsters, special summon this card from your hand. So, it's a conditional fast tuner. Um, and it kind of depends on your opponent playing 6 Samurais, I guess. The, that's the most common Synchro Monster, but if Synchros become very meta... You could expect to see a lot more of this guy. This guy also is a level 4 light beast, so it has some light and dark synergy, which we'll talk about. And not Goster of the North Beast, which is the, the black sheep. Level 3, 800, 1100. When a, be- when a monster you control is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, special summon this card from your hand. Once per turn, when this defense position card on the field is changed to face-up attack, Special summon a Nordic Beast from your deck in defense mode, except for this one. So, extra protection, of course. It comes out for free, and then you change it to attack mode. You could kind of cheat out the tuner or something else. Um, pretty good card, uh, again. And these two, the two goat monsters, they work pretty well together. And they also work with uh, the super nimble mega hamsters. And the f- level 4 Dark Beast Armir of the Nordic Beast, level 4 Beast, 800-1900 defense. If this card battles a level 4 or lower monster, after damage calculation, you can return that monster to the hand. 
So, best case scenario is you put this in defense, they hit it, and then you get sent back to the hand. But this primarily works as a dark. So this is a counterpart to Goldfax, which is a light, and you could light and dark them. So it increases your chances of drawing into Goldfax. That's basically the use of Garmir. Let's talk about the Nordic Ascendants. This is the best one, Valkyrie of the Nordic Ascendant. Level 2, Light Fairy Tuner, 400 attack, 800 defense. When this card is normal summoned, if your opponent controls a monster and you control no other cards, you can banish two Nordic monsters from your hand, special summon two Einherjar tokens, level 4, 1000, 1000, in defense mode. So what this card does, your opponent goes first, they play a monster, you open with this card, Banish those two cards, and then you have 10 stars of material on the board to get um, Odin on the board. So, this is a one-card Odin. Of course, your opponent can interfere with that they can Econ, they can Paleozo, Canadia. Those are the biggest things. Um, those are the biggest things holding this card back, but this is as good as it gets. I mean, that Econ and... Econ and Paleozo Canadia, that affects every tuner, so I guess it's not unique to this card, but this is a one card level 10, which is really good. The Natus of the Nordic Ascendant, level 4 Dark Fairy Tuner, 1200-400. For a Synchro Summon, you can substitute, substitute this card for any Nordic Tuner monster. If this card is used as a Synchro Material, all other Synchro Monsters must be Nordic Monsters. Once per turn, you can send a Nordic monster from your deck to the graveyard. This card's level becomes the level of that monster. This is a very versatile card because one of the problems with Nordics is that they require the three different tuners. So you have the Beasts, you have the Ascendants, and you have the Allfars. So this one allows you to play Thor or Loki or Odin depending on the situation. Of course, it's, level, it's, it's four stars worth of tuners, which is pretty good because they require more stars, and this is four stars, and then it could level modulate as well. Murmur of the Nordic Ascendant, level 2, Dark Fairy, 600-0. Once per turn, at the start of your standby phase, if you control a Nordic monster and this card is in your graveyard, send one spell card from your hand to the graveyard, special summon this card. The ability is pretty much irrelevant, but what this is, is a level 2 Dark Fairy, and Valkyrie is a level to light fairy, so you light and dark them. That's what the point of this card is, I guess. Let's talk about the Nordic Alphars, which are kind of weird. Some of them are good, some of them are weird. Um, Lyosaf of the Nordic Alphar, level 4 light spellcaster, uh, 1400, 1200. When this card is normal summoned, you can target one face-up monster you control, except for this one special summon one Nordic monster from your hand with a level less than that, or equal to that face-up monster's level. This is a situational monster. Um, I don't know why they run this card. I guess, I guess if you have that monster on the field, you can get another monster from the hand, and then you can synchro summon, kind of just um, ramp up for synchro summons. Svartalf of the Nordic Alpha, level 5, Spellcaster Tuner, 1400, 1600. 
When this card is normal summoned, you can target one Nordic monster in your graveyard, add it to your hand. This is strange. The level five level five tuners are at a disadvantage because they have to be. You need a tribute summon, obviously, and doesn't really fit. The math doesn't really fit because the tuners are typically um, even. But I mean, the goats are level three, so I guess that makes that lets you play Quadrant Gandrix. But this is a little awkward card. The Verg of the Nordic Alphar, level 1 Warrior, 100-1000. If you normal summon this card, you can normal summon one Nordic monster during your main phase. In addition to this set, this normal summoner set. If this face of card in the field is sent to the graveyard, target a Nordic Relic in your graveyard, add it to your hand. So, this has synergy with the Nordic Relics. If those cards aren't being played, there's no real point of playing this one. So I guess that's what you need the Nordic Relics to be good to be playing this card. And the best Nordic Alphar is Mara of the Nordic Alphar level 2 Spellcaster Tuner, 1,500. When using this card as Synchro Material, the other Synchro Materials must be two Nordic Monsters in your hand. So basically what this does, it's a very fast tuner. You bring it onto the board, and then you could just Synchro Summon from the two from your hand. So this is another one-card Synchro Summon similar to Valkyrie. So these are two cards you keep your eye on. And decks have actually specialized on this card. It's a level 2 spellcaster, dark, and they've slotted in level 2 spellcaster lights. So you could light and dark and tutor this card specifically. They don't even have to be a Nordic, so you could just be a level 2 spellcaster light. So it's a good card to consider for those light and dark strategies. Some of the other monsters, Tyre of the Nordic Champion, level 4 Warrior, 2000-2000. Your opponent cannot target Nordic monsters for attacks except for Tyre. If there is no other face-up Nordic monster on the field, destroy this card. It's a win more card, but doesn't have a home. There's no Nordic Champion card. The Synchro Summons require the Beasts, the Alphars, and the Ascendants, so this doesn't really fit anywhere. Another weird card, Jormungar. Jormungardir, the Nordic Serpent, level 8, Dragon, 3000-3000, cannot be normal summoned or set. If an Azer monster is on your field, is on the field, special summon this card to your opponent's side of the field in defense mode. If an Azer monster is not on the field, destroy this card. If this face-up defense position card you control is changed to face-up attack position, take 3000 damage. This effect can only be used once while this card is face up on the field. There's a combo card that goes with this, but that combo card isn't even in Duel Links, so this card's literally unplayable. It's kind of fun. You give your monster a 3,000 attack monster, I guess. Some of the other accessory spells and traps. This one's decent. Glepnir, the Fetters of Fenrir. Trap card, add a Nordic monster from your deck to your hand. All-purpose tutor... For Nordics, except it's a trap card, so it's a little slower. You know, Banishment of the Dark Lords was a spell. You could play it right away. So, if this card sees play, you wouldn't need Light and Dark, and that could kind of free up some spots. So that's an idea for some deck builders. This card has an interesting name, Godder Damarung. Spell, target one Azure monster you control. Give control of that monster to your opponent. During your opponent's next end phase, destroy that monster. If you do, banish all cards your opponent controls. Um, 
<laughs> you have to synchro that monster out. So that's, that's three monsters to spend to give that monster to your opponent, and then you blow up their board with a banish. That's huge. <sighs> It'll be fun to see this card work, but I don't see it happening. But it's a, <laughs> I'm glad this card exists. Though. That's all I have to say. March towards Ragnarok, quick play, spell. Target one Azer monster you control until the end of this turn. Its effects are negated. Also, that face-up card is not affected by other spells or traps. This is like Forbidden Lance. Um, Odin already has the ability, but this is for Thor and Loki, so it's mostly like a dead card, I think. Okay, it's not it's not bad, but it's, it's more for those two monsters. What else? Odin's Eye... Where is Odin's Eye? Continuous Trap. Once per turn, during either player's... During each player's standby phase, you can target one Azure monster. You control and negate its effects. Look at all cards in your opponent's hand and all set cards they control. Yeah, this is a little spy card. It's kind of useless in Duel Links. And you're negating the effects of your really strong monster. Solemn Authority, Continuous Trap, activate this card by targeting one Azer monster you control. It cannot be targeted by other card effects. While this card is on the field, send this card to the graveyard during your second standby phase. It's another Azer only card. Win more card. Um, your chances of getting that monster are hard as it is, so this is just another accessory card for that. Nordic Relics, drop near 800 attack equip, not worth it. Divine Relic, Mjolnir, it allows your Azer, it's a trap card, it allows your Azer to make a second attack during each battle phase. It's another win more card. Typically you want to destroy them anyways, so this hits through twice. This one works for any monster actually. Nordic Relic Rasingaman, trap card. Target one face of monster you control and one face of monster your opponent controls. The attack of the first target becomes equal to the original attack of the second target. So this is a funny combat trick. It works for any deck that uses understated monsters, so you could kind of beat your opponent one turn if they have something really strong on the board. This one could see play eventually. It doesn't have to be a Nordic card. Another card that's like that right here, Nordic Relic Levatin, Levatin Trap card, target one face of monster you're on the field that destroyed a monster by battle this turn, destroy it. Cards and effects cannot be activated in response to this card's activation. So this is like Mishizuri. Mishizuri... Um, lets you destroy a monster that destroyed your monster, but this could actually work for your monsters too. And this gets around graveyard protections from what I could tell, and also gets around other things. So this is a pretty strong card. It could work in other um, decks. And Nordic Relic Gungnir, this is specific to Nordics. Trap card, banish one Azer or Nordic monster you control. Target one card on the field, destroy it. Also, during your second end phase after activation, return the monster you banished to activate this card to the field in face-up attack position. It's kind of like uh, World Legacy Clash. You banish your monster, except you destroy a card instead of subtracting life points. I'm subtracting stats. And uh, Nordic Relic Magingjord. Trap card, target one Azer or Nordic monster you control. The attack and defense uh, become double. It's original attack and defense until the end of the turn, but it can't attack directly. So a much better card is Concentrating Current. It kind of does that already. 
not exactly double it, but they have really high attack and defense, and it's a quick play spell. That's all I have to say. That's that's all the Nordic cards. It was a very long discussion. Right now, the deck isn't where it wants to be. <laughs> um, for all these cards that are here, is it all filler? I don't really know. Uh, it's possible it's all filler. So, that would suck if that's the case, but it appears that is the way that Nordics are set up right now. Next archetype up are the Flower Guardians. It's based off another game, a Japanese card game, like a traditional one. So it's kind of like a game within a game, so it's pretty cool on its own. What's not cool about this card is it's very annoying to play against. I think, um, I personally think decks that do a million things and make you wait are annoying, so it's kind of, kind of a personal bias, but this is good for being a free-to-play deck. All the cards are R's and N's. And one way to pick out this deck is they always run Grit. So uh, previously we had a Metaphys deck that was Grit. Possibly you still see Metaphys with the uh, Ranked Duels update making any deck playable. But uh, you're expecting to see Flower Cardians. There's only one card that they can normal summon. That's Flower Cardian Pine, level 1. Uh, their stats are all irrelevant, but it's a level 1. Normal summoned. Draw a card, show it, send it to the graveyard, it, unless it's a monster. You can use this effect once per turn. If this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, um, draw a card. So, all of these Flower Cardian cards, they, um, they kind of draw a card, and then they send it to the graveyard. But it's not the worst thing in the world if you send a spell to the graveyard because there's specific synergies that work with spells in the graveyard. But it's a very strong card advantage deck. And you, you, they run grit because you're trying to get one copy of Flower Cardian Pine just to get the ball rolling. If you're not, if you don't have this card, it kind of, it can't get stuck. So they, they need grit to draw this card. Um... It also has level 7 synergy, so you could get like a level 6 tuner on it and make a level 7 synchro play, or it works with Pine with Crane as well. Look at some of these other monsters. Level 7, it, this one's Flower Cardian Clover with Boar, level 7. Um, must be special summoned by tributing one Flower Cardian monster, except for this one. When special summoned, draw a card, show it. If it's a monster, destroy one monster your opponent controls. Otherwise, send it to the graveyard. Their stats are mostly irrelevant, but this destroys a monster on your opponent's side of the field. Um, if you get a monster, then you get removal. If you get a spell, you discard it, but that's fine. And it requires a tribute summon, so obviously that Flower Cardian Pine is important to be on the field. Um... And it's a non-target destruction. That's really important because something like Red Eye Slash would pretend, prevent a target. Violons, I think they could do the same thing with the equip spells. So anything that prevent that's targeted, uh, it plays around that. Flower Cardian Maple of Deer, level 10. Special summoned by tributing a Flower Cardian monster, except for this one. When special summoned, draw a card, show it. If it's a monster... Destroy one spell or trap your opponent controls. Otherwise, send it to the graveyard. Same thing as the boar, except it targets the back row. So this hits, uses to clear your opponent's back row. Kind of get a few of these out, and you could clear out their whole back row. And, yeah. 
level 10 though, so unless you're getting a really big synchro play, this is another card you want to swap out. Flower Cardian Peony with Butterfly. Level 6 Tuner. So that's This is the only tuner of the deck. Must be special summoned by tributing one Flower Cardian Monster, except for this one. If it's special summoned, draw a card, and you do show it. If it's a monster, look at the top three cards of your opponent's deck and place them in any order you want, in the top or bottom of the deck. Otherwise, send it to the graveyard. When this is used as synchro material, you can treat it and all other synchro monsters as level 2 monsters. This is the main, you know, this is the only synchro tuner of the deck. You could disrupt your opponent's draws. You could not only reorder the cards, but you could put them in the bottom of your deck your opponent's deck or you could just make them brick with certain cards and then this card also level modulates all of your monsters to level two so you can make a level six or a level four synchro play flower cardian zebra grass level eight if you control a level seven or lower flower cardian monster you can special summon this card from your hand but the rest of the monsters you normal summon or special summon must be flower cardians if this card is normal summoned or special summoned, you can reveal flower cardian monsters in your hand, shuffle them into the deck, and draw the same number of cards. This is a free special summon. It doesn't require a tribute, but it does require another flower cardian on the field. So you typically get this on the board, and then you get one of those other monsters that affect the board uh, as a tribute summon. This does also lock down your synchro play, so the only synchro monster you can make is the Flower Cardian synchro. Flower Cardian Pine with Crane. This one has 2000 attack, which is notable. It's level 1, but it can't be normal summoned. Must be special summoned by tributing one level 1 Flower Cardian monster, except for Pine with Crane. When special summoned, draw a card. If you do show it, special summon it if it's a monster. Otherwise, send it to the graveyard. At the end of the battle phase, if this card battled, draw a card. So this has specific synergy with the Flower Cardian Pine, because it that's the only monster that can bring it out, so it's a little clunky. You probably only want to run one of these in your deck. So it, It's also confusing. It's a one-star that requires a tribute summon, so it's a very unintuitive card. Flower Cardian Zebra Grass with Moon, level 8, 2000-2000. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned by tributing a level 8 Flower Cardian Monster, which is Zebra Grass. When special summoned, draw a card, show it. Special summon if it's a Flower Cardian Monster. Otherwise, send it to the graveyard. If it battled, draw a card. It's pretty much the same thing as Pine with Crane. Except you need the level 8 monster instead of the level 1 monster. Alright, spell cards. Flower stacking. Choose three flower cardian monsters with different names from your deck. Place them on the top of your deck in any order during your main phase. Uh, when this card is sent to the graveyard, banish it from your graveyard. Target one flower cardian monster in your graveyard. Add it to your hand. Yeah. So this lets you stack the three cards. It's kind of like Spellbook Prophecy. Um, I mean, the, the Spellbook Library card are... Spellbook Organization. I forget which one it was. I think Spellbook Organization. But since the deck draws so well, you could just reorder the cards to whatever you want. 
and then you could just draw them with your cards. You could set up removal. You could set up whatever. And let's say you miss a draw and you send this card to the graveyard. It's not the worst thing in the world because it lets you tutor out. I mean, it gets you res- lets you refill your deck. You target a monster in the graveyard and you add it to your hand. So it's not the worst thing in the world when you whiff and you draw a card and you draw this one. The other spell card you run is Recardination. Target one Flower Cardian monster in your graveyard, add it to your hand, and then special summon a Flower Cardian monster from your hand. If this card is sent to the graveyard by a Flower Cardian monster's effect, excavate the top five cards in your deck. If you do, add one excavated spell trap to your hand, place the remaining cards on the top of the deck in any order. Very strong card. You get a monster back from the graveyard, and then you could special summon any of your Flower Cardians from your hand. If it gets dumped, you can do the excavation and then draw these cards back. And then finally, the Synchro Monster, Flower Cardian Boardfly. Level 6 Warrior requires 3 materials. It's generic though, so any tuner, any two non-tuners, 2000, 2000. The Flower Cardian Monster you control attacks as piercing, gives all of your, of your Flower Cardians piercing. Once per turn, you can banish a Flower Cardian Monster from the graveyard, and then your opponent can't activate effects in the graveyard and special summon from the graveyard until the end of your opponent's next turn. So this is a lockdown sealed tombs ability. That's the main reason why you would play Flower Cardian Boardfly. So all said, this this deck is very hard to play in my opinion. Um, it's free to play, and if you learn it, it's very rewarding. But I personally had trouble playing it. I mean, I, I'm not the smartest player in the world, so um, I definitely... It's not the deck for me. Um, I don't like making a million plays a turn. Well, I do play six, six Samurais on occasion do that, but I guess um, I'm more... I, I don't have the attention span to, to play a, a card, a game within a game, if you will. Let's move on to the Agents, which feature the card I said was the best. Um... Master Hyperion. We haven't seen that come to fruition yet, but there's still time. Hecatrice, level 4 fairy, 1500, 1100. You can discard this card from the graveyard. Add one Valhalla Hall of the Fallen from your deck to your hands. This helps tutor. This is not specifically an agent card, but it helps any fairy deck that uses Valhalla. Dark Lords don't need it, so I guess they're one exception. Uh, the Agent of Miracles, Jupiter, level 4 fairy. 1800-1000. Once per turn, you can remove one, uh, remove from play one agent monster from your graveyard. Target one face-up light fairy monster you control. The selected monster gains 800 attack until the end phase. While Sanctuary of the Sky is face-up on the field. Uh, discard one fairy monster to select one if you're removed from play light fairy monsters and special summon it. So, it's got good stats for four stars, 1800. It buffs other monsters and it shuffles monsters from the banished zone to get special summoned. So this is a very good card. The Agent of Entropy Uranus. Level 5 Fairy Tuner, 2200-1200. If Sanctuary of the Sky is on the field, special summon this card from your hand. Once per turn, you can send one Agent monster from your deck to the graveyard. If you do, this card's level becomes that level. So this is a level 5 tuner, but it comes out for free with the field spell, and it can level modulate. Very interesting card. 
Um, you could get into a big synchro play of this card since it's level 5, so... Um, another necessary component of the deck, but it's all dependent on Zeradius and um, Sentry in the Sky, so you definitely have to run 3 Zeradius in this deck. And finally, the worst card in the set, level uh, level uh, Agent of Force Mars, level 3 Fairy, 0-0, zero, zero. This card's unaffected by spell cards. While you control a face-up sanctuary in the sky and your life points are higher than your opponent's, this card's attack and defense is the difference in your life points. So very situational. It could have a 3,900 attack if you're winning by 3,900. Uh, this card's not going to see play. Let's talk about UAs. UAs are back. They've got some defensive options. They've got Perfect Ace, which is an SR, and these other new cards are also defensive options. Previously, their cards were all offensive. They did things to attack. These do things to defend. Like UA Blockbacker, level 7 Warrior, 1600 attack, 2700 defense. You can special summon this card by returning a UA monster you control to the hand except for Blockbacker. Um, you can only special summon Blockbacker once per turn this way. Once per turn, when your opponent special summons a monster, change their battle position. And if you do, negate their effects. Very good card against Synchro Summons like Shen. Um, yeah, it disrupts their plays. You have this on the board, they Synchro Summon, it's in defense mode. It has to make them attack. I mean, it has to make them normal summon monsters. And they have to get through this card. Um, it's 1600 attack, but the field buffs it every turn, so it will have good attack. It has really high defense as well. But if your opponent can get off multiple Synchro Summons a turn, like a Neos Fusion, and then they do something else, and it's not that useful then. UA Turnover Tactics, Quick Play Spell. If you control two or more UA monsters with different names, shuffle as many monsters on the field as possible into the deck, then special summon UA monsters from your deck that have different names, up to the number of cards shuffled into your main deck. But those monsters cannot attack this turn. Then your opponent can special summon monsters from their deck, up to the number of cards shuffled into the main deck. So, this resets the whole board, which is very interesting. It's best used on your opponent's turn because you want to get those defensive cards out. You want to get Blockbacker out. You want to get Perfect Ace out. So then those cards aren't for attacking. They're more for disrupting your opponent's plays during their turn. And this is actually a really good card against Synchro plays. Any extra deck play because those monsters don't get sent back to their main deck. They get sent to the extra deck. So essentially your opponent loses a monster. Um... If you have two of these and your opponent synchro summons Shen, you could just get rid of Shen completely. And they're left with a naked board, and then you have some monsters on the board and they don't. So, in other synchro plays, this just gets rid of them without getting negated. So, this could work against any of the Nordic monsters, for example. This is a pretty good card. It's going to be included in the new version of UAs that is defensive-oriented. And the last of these is UA Goalkeeper, level 6, 1,200. Uh, same UA ability where you can special summon it. Once per turn, during your opponent's turn, you can target one UA monster you control. Uh, once during this turn, it cannot be destroyed by battle or card effects, the quick effect. This only protects one of your monsters. It's not the most important card. Um, it's not that impressive. I, I, I would 
with limited space, you would like to run some of the offensive UAs and then blockbacker and perfect ace instead. Alright. The Watt archetype, I'm just not going to talk about. The Watt archetype is weird. Um, you got Watt Hydra, level 7, 1500, direct attacker. Yeah, you could just, when it attacks directly, you could remove a card from play and then draw. It's kind of like Gold Sarcophagus, but a lot faster. The monsters are all kind of unimpressive, in my opinion. Um, Watt Castle is interesting, though. Field spell, any monster that attacks a Watt monster loses a thousand attack after damage. So, you could do like some kind of attrition strategy where you weaken your opponent continuously, but I think that that whole strategy is a bit too slow in Duel Links. I'm going to skip over the Watts just in the interest of time. Two other cards, Warrior Lady of the Wasteland, level 4 Warrior, 14, uh, 1500, uh, no, 1100, 1200. When this is destroyed by battle, sent to the graveyard, special summon one Earth Warrior monster with 1500 attack or less from your deck and face up attack. Generic floater that primarily works with Amazonists. Amazonists are Earth Warriors. That deck is pretty much gone. It could also bring out stall monsters like Big Shield Gardener and Fortress Blocker, but they're in attack mode. And finally, Little Trooper, level 1 Warrior 900 500. When this card is destroyed by battle, special summon one level 2 or lower warrior monster from your deck and face down defense. This is another floater, but it's for a more limited selection of monsters. Alright, so that is Valhalla Calling. I've talked about almost every card in Valhalla Calling, so that is it. Doug Dimmit Duel is here, he's back. He has a skillless skill farming deck, so... Uh, skill farming is something you have to do every so often when you're looking for a spell that eludes you. Like Doug says, I too am missing Master of Destiny, the coin flip skill for Sartorius. So he's trying to grind out skills with this. And this is a synchro based deck with the tricky. There's a lot of synchro plays you can play with this deck. And, you know, synchro monsters give you a boost. So check out Doug Dimmeldoe right now with your skillless skill farming deck. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. So this week what I want to do is just use a deck that uh, you can utilize on the ladder without really needing any skill, just to try and farm skills. Because right now I'm trying to get that darn Satorius skill where he's able to flip all the coins and they're all laying face up for the first few tries. So I'm using a deck that I know I really don't need a skill for, so I can at least uh, try it and skill farm on the ladder. So, so effectively the deck that's uh, been built is, of course, running the Neos engine, as seems like every deck that I've ran on here, or at least I've discussed on here. I promise at some point I'm going to shy away from just splashing in Neos, but right now it's just too good with Neos Fusion. So if you guys don't remember the Neos Fusion, you're able to send uh, uh, one uh, Neos uh, uh, elemental hero uh, Neos into the graveyard and one level four or lower effect monster to the graveyard, either from your deck or your hand, and then you can special summon one uh, uh, 
monster from your extra deck that has uh, Elemental Hero Neos uh, as a specific uh, fusion material in it. So obviously you run that with the Elemental Hero Brave Neos. So uh, I'm done talking about that one. And of course I run two copies of Elemental Hero Neos just for good measure within the deck. But as for the rest of it, effectively it plays a lot on graveyard and discard effects to ultimately get into synchro plays that can be fairly effective. The big boss monster that I want to try and synchro into with this deck is Kristron. Uh, oh, geez, I forgot how to pronounce this. Quarion Gandrax. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that again. But it's uh, that machine synchro monster. It's a UR, 3,000 attack, 3,000 defense. It requires two or more tuners and one non-tuner monster. So that's where this deck really thrives because you're able to get multiple tuners on the field rather quickly. So the effect of this monster is when this card is synchro summoned, you can target monsters your opponent controls and or in their graveyard up to the number of synchro materials used for the synchro summon of this card and banish them. If this synchro summon card is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can target one banished monster except this card and special summon it to your field. So if your opponent has something that you really want, either in their graveyard or on the field, banish it, and then once this card's destroyed, you can put it on your own side of the field. So it works really well against six samurai decks when they flood the board. Uh, in fact, I just had one where... I mean, they pretty much had me cornered. Everything was on the field. I was able to get my synchro play into into this Christron uh, uh, synchro monster, banish all their monsters on the field, and then after he ultimately got destroyed in the next turn, I was able to get uh, the, that six samurai uh, synchro monster on my field, and it really bit my opponent in the behind because, hey, they weren't able to use any, any spells or traps because their hand was basically depleted. So I won the game that way. Pretty pretty satisfying way to beat a six samurai deck. But other than that, the extra deck contains Black Rose Dragon just to be able to nuke the field. So when this card's uh, synchro summon, you can destroy all cards on the field. It's a really, really effective uh, out if your opponent has all their resources on the field and really low on their hand. But then I also run uh, RK Knight Magician, and if you don't remember this one, it requires one tuner and one or more non-tuner spellcaster-type monster. It's a level 7 synchro. So if this card is synchro summon, place two spell counters on it. First of all, it gains a thousand attack for each spell counter on it. That's really not the point of this, uh, this synchro play. It's really to use the secondary effect. You can remove one spell counter from your field and then target one card your opponent controls and destroy that target. So basically the play is you get your Arcane Knight Magician on the field and you could pop two cards from your opponent and hopefully set yourself up for another play. Maybe uh, use your, uh, your fusion play to get into Elemental Hero Brave Neos and hopefully swing for game. And then just for good measure, I run a level 6 White Aura Dolphin, the level 6 Synchro that just requires one tuner and one non-tuner. It's got a 2400 attack, but then you can select one face-up monster your opponent controls, and its attack becomes half of its original attack until the end of the turn. Uh, it's got a secondary effect that allows it to float back onto the field, but we don't really run any water monsters, so it requires you to banish a water monster from your graveyard to send it back out onto the field. Uh, this isn't going to work because... There's no monsters in here, aside from the Christron Synchro, but you're going to pretty much uh, exhaust your resources by the time you're able to get into a dolphin play later, so uh, highly unlikely. But anyway, as for the monsters, I run three copies of the Tricky. Now, if you guys don't remember this one, this is from one of the older boxes. It's a level 5 spellcaster with 2,000 attack, 1,200 defense. This is important to get into those level 7 synchro plays, especially Arcanite Knight Magician, but also really effective to get your Black Rose Dragon play. The other monster that I run is Snipe Hunter. It's level 4 Fiend, 
1,500 attack, 600 defense, most notorious for those blue eyes, white dragon decks. But you could discard one card, then target one card on the field, roll a six-sided die, and destroy that the target unless you roll a one or a six. So you got a two and three chance of popping one of your opponent's cards, but also by sending something to the graveyard that you really want to send. So what card based on the tricky and snipe hunter are you able to really utilize this with? And it's the fabled uh, Saburo. It's the level two beast tuner. It's a UR, 1,000 attack, 400 defense. If this card is discarded to the graveyard, special summon it. So it's a tuner, it's level two. So if you use your snipe hunter, and you send your fabled monster to the graveyard. Uh, it comes back out onto the field, and you can get into your level six synchro play to get your white or a dolphin, uh, or whatever other level six generic synchro you want to run. Uh, and then if you have your the tricky, send the tricky uh, onto the field by sending the fabled Kerbuel uh, uh, a Kerberel to the uh, graveyard, and it's going to bring itself back onto the field, and then boom, you get into an automatic level 7 synchro play. It works out very nicely. Um, but then also, too, now that we just got the uh, in the recent mini box, Plague Spreader Zombie, that's another card you could send to the graveyard, and uh, ultimately you could place one card from your hand on top of your deck to special summon this card, but banish it when it leaves the field. So it's another level 2 tuner that you could either get into a level 6 or level 7 synchro play. So what else do I run? For good measure, I just run three copies of Sphere Karibo, really to counter the uh, Six Samurai stuff, because I know a lot of people are still running Six Samurais. It's the archetype that doesn't die. Shifting uh, one of their monsters to defense position really helps from keeping them from activating uh, their uh, that one trap card that sends two uh, cards back to your hand, because you need a Six Samurai monster on the field by itself, but in attack position. So having Sphere Karibo, uh, it helps you stall. It helps you hopefully save more time to then get into your synchro plays. But this deck really involves with popping or banishing a lot of cards from the field. So uh, it's a pretty effective uh, pretty effective deck. It's not something you really need to rely on a skill for. Um, you know, maybe you could run Restart or something like that. But right now, I'm just using this on the ladder to hopefully get the skills that I need from Satorius. Uh, knowing my luck, it's not going to happen for a long time. But uh, overall, this is just a very fun deck to play. It's something that, uh, you know, really makes things effective since we have now uh, multiple tuners that can um, hop back out onto the field after being sent to the graveyard. So, uh, yeah, I would say give this one a shot. I think you'll enjoy it. But, yeah, just enjoy using synchros because I know, uh, you know, I know we are finally at a point in the game where where synchro decks are becoming more and more effective. Uh, It seemed like it was a slow start, but now we're at that point where... Uh, I mean, you could you could throw decks like this together, and this this is not not really the most optimal deck, but it's one that uh, you know you could throw together quickly, and it has a pretty straightforward strategy. But ultimately, getting some really strong synchro monsters on the field. So uh, have fun with this one. But that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Thanks, Doug. Check him out on this podcast every week. Or check out his Twitter account, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Fun new deck for you every week. Alright, upcoming news. Fantastic Pegasus will be here in two days. New cards, Toon Dark Dark Magician and Toon Ancient Gear Golem. Duelist Chronicles Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3, a.k.a. When Shit Gets Real. 
and Jaden's gonna use into you bell at the end of the season and a lot of other stuff goes down characters die I don't know how they're gonna portray this in the game but I'm interested in seeing it mid-september tour guide mission bingo mid-september sartorius to the gate late September dimension world is coming whole new world very cool stuff late September dual quest late September unknown duelist and dual world and also I forgot to mention Casey Cup is going of course and we have one whole week to get to stage two before stage two begins. So I personally will be playing my share of games just so I could get those rewards. That's, I guess that's the main thing I want. But I also want to get to the stage two of the event and um, be on my way in the Kive Cup. All right. So that is it for this week in, in the Dual Assessment Podcast. Um, like, subscribe, do whatever. Check out the podcast. We have uh, these notes on the WordPress page. And also search the Dual Assessment for this podcast. Um, That is it. So happy dueling, everyone. And I'll see you next week.